How's it going? It is going very well, Polly. How are you? Ah, uh, it feels amazing to hear the sound of your voice. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. It's been too long, two weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it, it's amazing how habitual it becomes. But um, but we're back. Um, yeah. Not long. Yeah, not long to go for the season here. I guess you and I are both winding down. Oh, hang on, are you out of reach of anything? I don't know. Oh, uh, um, well, I'll get into that in a second. Like okay. my yeah, look, from last time we talked, when I was still like dreaming about top one thousand, uh, yeah. you know, that's uh, not going. Yeah, the wheels have somewhat fallen off. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. You know what I'm eating. What? Uh, uh, hang on. Are you here for Ferrero Rocher? I'm not. I'm not. But I eat, I'm eating something somewhat similar. Uh, it's a, yeah, go on. Have a guess. An Italian man's ball sack. <laughs> kind of. A butchy. Sorry, a what? A, a bunchy. B A C I. It's little. They're like silver wrapping. Yes, blue. silver wrapping yeah. with blue blue writing. And they've yeah, actually I... got. I haven't had one of these in about ten years, but someone gave me some. Okay. And I, when I bite into them, they're like hazelnut inside, and they taste very much like a Ferrero Rocher. They're pretty good. Right. Not but as good like... as a Ferrero Rocher, obviously. But they're not that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can hear you unwrapping one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just unwrapping. One. Uh, um, anyway, so so what happened? You did you lose your head to head? So I lost my head to head first round, first, right? First week of finals. So I, I won't dwell on it, but I'll say this much: I was looking fantastic. I had the better team on paper, I think, uh, objectively speaking, and I was ahead quite quite ahead going to I think Saturday night, and my opponent had only three pods left to go, who were Bo Fermore, Nofo, and John Bateman. And between them, those three players scored five tries. And I ended up losing by 30 points. Oh, 25 points. So there you go. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's the cruel mistress right there. <clears throat> yeah, head to head is a cruel mistress. Nofo just... Right, we talked about it a million times, but he's just fucked us all season. That's. Can I just can can, I, can we go into this a little bit? Let's so, go into a in a. Well, do you want to do it now? No, 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 no. Let's do it later. Let's we'll do it later. But yeah, we need to go into it because it's it's been it's been my biggest mistake of the season easily. Yeah, I had three or four pretty big mistakes, but that's been the biggest one. Um, yeah. So, so what happened? So last week, so basically. Everything I've tried to do in the centres, and this sort of again comes back to Nofo, that everything yeah. I've tried to do in the centres has just turned to absolute shit. Yeah. yeah. So my my big pods last week were um, Albert Kelly and, and Hopper. Uh-huh. Kelly got a two and got injured. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopper was just shit. Um, so Kelly got a two in the same week that Nofo got 120. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And and so Kelly got injured. And so last week, so I got a pretty, I've got a pretty deep squad, and I, mm-hmm. and we'll get to this a bit more probably later in the pod. But you know, I, I was thinking I can use my last trade because my squad's pretty deep. Like, you know, I've got three or four guys sort of sitting on the bench that can come in. Yeah. 
So I so I used my last trade last week to trade Kelly, who was now injured, to to Katoni Stags. Okay. Who was absolutely putrid as well. He scored like thirty one. So right. both Hopper and Stags scored like thirty each. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a week where the the common guys scored pretty badly, like Nofo, Lomax, Man, all scored pretty averagely, right? Yeah. But of course, I didn't catch up because my guys were shit as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so yeah, I used my last trade, and now like five guys are out this week, and I'm playing Tyson Gamble in my seventeen. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lomax. So I think our bet's over, right? On averages, yeah. But Pappenhausen's still in- injured. It'd be yeah. interesting to know. So Lomax probably would have beaten him in outright score if you include Lomax's, right. uh, Pappenhausen's zeros when he doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. It'd be but... still close-ish, but yeah. Yeah, I th- I really thought I had that because he was, Lomax was consistently ahead for about six weeks there, but uh, just one or th- one or two bad weeks and it just throws it all out. So, yeah, I think I owe you twenty bucks. Yeah, I think you do. Pappenhausen was an interesting one this year, wasn't he? Because we all came into the season thinking that he would be absolutely incredible. I remember saying something along the lines in the preseason of saying something like. I think he will comfortably average 65, but I expect him to be probably closer to 75. Yep. And then he sort of really disappointed at the beginning of the season, but but they did have a very hard draw. Mm-hmm. And then came home pretty strong to the point where he's he's almost he's averaging over 70 now. Yeah. Just very unfortunate that he got injured last two weeks because I probably would have got back on him. I think maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think he was a. Yeah, particularly even last week, he was a very, very good option had he been available. Had he been playing, yeah. Um, he he yeah. has sort of uh, become a flat-track bully, though. He's, he's sort of, yeah, yes. we've talked about this before, but he's, he's very much a guy that you get in against weak opposition. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'll be interested to see what he does next year um, if Fox is out, uh, has left the team. Um, Do you think that'll affect him? Negatively, yeah, possibly. Because I think you really sort of favoured that left side as well. And there was a lot of line breaks to Fox, I thought. Yeah. Okay. So should we just quickly run through the, the big outs this week? Because there's a lot of them. Yeah, go for it. It's like freaking Swiss cheese this week. Yeah. So my, my strong squad is now looking decidedly weak. Um, so Payne Haas is out. And there's now rumours that he's going to be out for two weeks. Yes. So I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but that's I think he becomes probably a pretty obvious trade-out. Yep. Um, TKO is being rested. I think he's an obvious trade-out if you've got him. Mm-hmm. Teddy's being rested. That's an interesting one. If Paps was playing, I'd be tempted to trade him to Paps if I had any trades left. Okay. Um. For those people that do, what do you, how do you feel about Teddy to Turbo, assuming Turbo plays? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel mean, okay about it, I guess. I think there'd be a lot of guys in the sort of, you know, maybe the back end of the top 10 or top 20 or whatever who would be hoping for that. And uh, I think they'd even stick the armband on him. 
Yeah, probably. And I can I can understand I'm that. Hail Marys. Yep. I mean, I hate picking guys coming back from hamstring injuries, but yep. you know, it, it's a pretty good Hail Mary if you can if you can do one. Who were they playing last week? It was. I remember that. I remember he had a really really easy run coming to the last or coming to the final. So Gold Coast this week and. Um, no worries next week. So yeah, I remember. So I, so I looked at this and then I thought both those teams are actually playing okay at the moment. They are, yeah. So they're not. They don't look as good as they might have. I don't know, ten weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sold on that, but it's it's a reasonable zag. If you were manly, would you play him? Uh, I I wouldn't, but I can see why he'd want to play to play Origin. Yeah. If I was Manly, just given what's happened to them this year, they went, we've talked about this before again, but they went from a top four side to mm-hmm. a bottom six side just mm-hmm. because he was out. I mean, they had some other injuries as well, but it was predominantly because he was out. Yeah, it's it's their, it's their attack. It was their scoring opportunities that, that diminished significantly. I'm not sure that there's any player in the game at the moment that has as much influence on their team as he does to Manly. Pro, uh, no, I would, I'd agree with that. That's and cool. so, like, if I was Manly, I'd just be like, take a rest, mate. Like, season's done. We can't make the finals. Get yourself yeah. right. Sorry, no origin this year. Yeah. Can you really do that, though? I mean, they get paid for it. You're, like, saying to a guy, like, what is it? They get, like, 50 grand a game or something like that? Yeah, so but... I, well, like, we're going to force you to forfeit 150 grand. He's going to turn around and say, well, then pay me that 150 grand. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. But, like, I don't know. As his main employer, you know, you're paying him whatever it is. I don't, I don't know how much he's on, but let's say it's 800000 a year and he's missed half the season. Like, and if he does his hammy again, that could be the end of his career. I think you've got a pretty good reason to say, you know. I'd say no. You can't, have a it's, rest. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing with... Um, it's it's the same thing with footballers, you know, their European clubs not wanting to release them to play internationals, like the exact same thing. But yeah, ha- they have to be able to do that. It's just you just got to take it as it is. Sure. So, yeah. so you talked about Teddy. Yeah. And I just said that, you know, uh, Turbo's got the the Warriors and the Titans and their. They on they look good on paper, but they've actually been playing pretty well recently, particularly in D. Yep. Gutho. Yeah, I, I looked at Gutho. I looked at Gutho. I think he's got the. If I was trading out and Turbo wasn't an option or he was too expensive, Gutho is now very cheap, uh, off of like a sixteen point game last week or whatever it was, and has two fantastic games. Yeah, I guess it just depends on, on what you think the Eels might do in these last two games because they have been very bad. But, you know, maybe they just went through a mid-season slump and they're going to kind of turn it on as the finals come come close. I'm not sure. But they've got the Broncos and then um, then the Tigers who have both been like pretty pathetic in the last few weeks. Yeah, so I, um, so I was reading an article about like the the best sort of try assist connections this year, whatever. Mm. And so Gutho Deceiver, I think they had six or seven. I can't remember exactly how many it was, which was like quite a lot for the year. Right. But Deceiver has 
and, and I'm not saying this because I, I was a disgruntled owner or whatever, but I, I am saying it because I was an owner, so I was like lasering in on him mm. and watching everything he did. Sivo has gone off a cliff. And it's not just it's not just his fantasy output. Like he's just nowhere. His timing is off. His defense is shit. His confidence is down. I don't know what it is, but like I, th- I feel like that left hand attack is just has just gone gone to the pits. So that's that's one reason why I might sort of be a, be a little bit apprehensive about Gutho. Um, but you know, I don't know. Broncos and Tigers is pretty juicy. Yeah. What about Dylan Edwards? Yeah, okay. So I assume most people will have two, if not three, if not four, if not five potential Panthers backs in their teams. Mm-hmm. Like, like how many is too many? Like, we've, we've, we've argued about this before. For me, there's no amount that's too many. Have the entire back line. Have the entire back line. So he's got the Cowboys this week um, and the Bulldogs next week. And his last... Jesus. Do you want me to run through his scores since round six? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at them. He's got a low of 53. Yeah, he's got a low of 53 since round six. And that was in a 60-minute game. Yeah, that's right. So it's not exactly a risky pick. Like his his last five weeks, 70, 65, 65, 75, 72. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty good. He's only I, had the one real breakout score of 126 against the Sharks. Yep. Everything else has really been just kind of solid. Um, but, yeah, two pretty juicy games coming up. Yeah. So, okay, so I, obviously everyone's going to have Cleary... And then a lot of people will have, or basically everyone will have Isa Yo. Like maybe he doesn't count, but then a lot of people will have maybe two or three out of Brian To'o and Stephen Crichton and Josh Mansell, right? Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Like they have had games where they've been, like recently, where they've been a little bit slower to fire than expected. Like that Broncos game was a good example. Like, we thought they were going to mm. put on, like, 60 points, and they didn't. Yeah, the Broncos played a game again. To me, the the Cowboys are probably the worst team in the comp at the moment. Yeah. Like, the Cowboys are truly atrocious. Yeah. There's some talk of Tamalolo being back this week. Yes. I can't see how he gets the minute. Uh, how he, he'd be given a lot of minutes. Although Maguire is out, so maybe... He's another one. If I was the Cowboys, I'd just be saying, Lolo, take yeah. a rest. Yeah. What's the point? I just don't really understand the point of bringing him back. But anyway. Yeah. Um, for, for him, that makes sense. You know, whatever. I don't know. But yeah. If you've got, if you've got like a TKO or a, or even Payne Haas, do, mm-hmm. you bring, do you bring in Lolo for him? No, I wouldn't. Probably. I wouldn't. So, okay. So, can I can I just say something about head to head right now? Mm. So it sounds like the most outs are in the front row position, and that's a position where most people would only have had two starters to begin with, right? Mm. At this stage of the season, a lot of people will have a decent third, but sure. 
maybe, but you're going to lose Haas, potentially TKO. Some people had Maguire. Um, there's someone else like which evades me right now, but there was, there was like four sort of big outs in the front row. Um, I feel like that's going to be the telltale because uh, we're now at the, we're now at the point of the season where your head to head opponent may have zero trades and to figure out whether he's got trades or not. I think I'll be watching what he does in the front row and then acting accordingly. If I, if I can wait, uh, wait at, le- at least until the Broncos game, which I think is what Friday night, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's going to be sort of the, the the signal, the bat signal as to whether uh, as to whether your opponent has trades left or not. If he doesn't make trades coming into that Broncos game, then he's out. He or she is out. Um, but yeah, sorry. Back to oh yeah. So how about uh, old mate who I didn't really like earlier in the season, but James Fisher Harris. You think he's coming home, do you? I think so. I think so. Last two games, a 68 and a 79, his minutes have gone up um, because there were various people out. Um, but this week, uh, Tamo is out, as is Zane Tedavano, and he's pushing up in the front row. Moses Leota is starting. Like, I don't think their, their, their um, middle depth is great. I just can see him getting like 65 minutes plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was talking him up earlier in the season, but he hasn't done anything to excite me. Yeah. I think, um, I think with, with a lot of outs as well, having the, having the dual position. I mean, the, might be handy. the guy, assuming you like with say a pain, if you've got pain Haas out, for example, assuming mm-hmm. you can, you can get in like a second roller. Yep. Guys at the top of my list are Angus Crichton. Yes. Um, I can't see. Was was Courtney named? He was, but I can't see him playing. I can't see him playing either. And even if he does, it seems like Crichton's basically. Um, yeah, like I, I think it looks like Crichton's playing big minutes one way or another, even with that stacked pack. Yep. Um, even off the bench. I mean, I suppose you'd wait until and see, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he gets sixty minutes regardless, and, and he can score a lot in that in that time. But more than likely, he ends up starting anyway and playing close to eighty. There's a couple of other guys that I like that are a bit. I mean, my boy Nate. If you want sort of seventy points, my mm-hmm. boy Nathan Brown is a good good option. Oh, he's been so sexy. He's been very solid. Um, yeah. I mean, Tofu Harris is still going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The guy that I like the most for the for the pod play is Tino. Oh yeah, he's coming off the bench though, isn't he? Is he back to the bench? Is he? I think he's back to the bench this week. But he keeps getting he keeps starting even when he's like supposedly back on the bench. Yeah. So, uh, from memory, Nas got named at thirteen this week. Oh, okay. Um, Felice and Kenny are both back this week. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and Tino's back to the bench. So I'm not. <clears throat> oh yeah, okay. Maybe that makes it a bit harder. Yeah, the chances of him scoring a try against that Tigers team are very high, though. Yeah, Cam Smith has like between Nelson and Tino, he's gotten that like barge over try down to a fine art. Uh huh. And yeah. Tigers love to give one of those up. Um, yeah. 
and he sort of it's like a two pronged attack now. He like softens you up with with the Naz big run, and then the next run Tino gets, and you're like you just got no chance. Yeah. So yeah, even off the bench, he could score potentially quite well against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Interesting play if you're down. Yeah. Down in your head to head. Yeah. Probably not for overall if he's on the bench. Uh, no, no. Um. Fucking Josh Maguire. He's on my never again list now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a grub. He just gets himself like we knew that he was a, a suspension risk, but mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. And he's just such a shit player. Yeah. He just like crabs across the field and kind of does nothing. He doesn't seem to actually make any good hits in attack. He's just all talk and like grubbiness. Yeah. He's a kind of like third man in kind of guy, just flops on people. Oh. Just as a super coach, he's awful to watch. Yeah. And he's a shit bloke too. <laughs> well, that's what it seems like watching him on the field. He doesn't come across as a great, great bloke. Would you would you disagree with that? I wouldn't, but who knows? The, the the field's a different place. It's true. The field is a different place. I'll give him that. John Bateman's another one. If you don't have him, yeah, like you know, it seems like a pretty good, pretty good option. Mm-hmm. Talakai. Yeah, freaking Talakai. Talakai is just monstering it, and you can pick him in the centres. Yeah. Clemmer has fallen off a cliff. Yes. I so, have him, and he's been extremely disappointing. So there's, yeah, there's there's a lot of ch- a lot of positive chat about Dan Safidi at the moment. Dan Safidi. Yeah. What? Because Clem is going to get a rest or something. Uh maybe. Yes, Safidi's kind of fresher. Um, his last his his game last week, he got seventy six points in fifty three minutes. No attacking start. Uh, I think he might have had a line break from memory. Right. Still. Very cheap. Um, yeah, super cheap. Uh, has been consistent um, through the year. Two games ago, he, it was when he had a 26-minute game because of injury. So he's, yeah, he's better than his price, basically. Sure. I, like, yeah, um, he doesn't excite me as an option at this stage no. of the season. No, but I think for, yeah, again, for like a head-to-head player who might feel that they're generally kind of ahead in their matchup, he's a, I think he's a pretty good safe play. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. He could easily pull out a 50 for me. Yeah. I'd I'd be more inclined, um, yeah, like if you've got the money, like a Nathan Brown or, I don't know, even a Tohu Harris for 50k more. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What about in the backs? Is there any uh, back pods you like for you know head head switcheroo or a late season? Can say, yeah, can I say who I don't like? Your boy Will Hopoati. So can I? So oh, Will Hopoati has been so disappointing. So Everything he, I touch turns to shit. He has been a consistent sixty point guy. Year in, year out, fullback or centre. Yeah, and then I buy him. Base that beast, and then you buy him, and he shits all over the bed. Mate, I've been trying to find. So, the one place you would think that 
is not going to be a consistent place for guys to score, you would think would be the centres, right? It's basically, it should be based on tries. I mean, there are some guys that have better base stats than others, but it should be based on tries and it should be based on draw. And almost by definition, if you believe in the law of averages, the guys that were doing really well in, say, the first half of the season should almost, by definition, do badly in the second half of the season. And there should be a bunch of guys you can pick up in the second half of the season that are going to outperform those guys. It Uh has not happened. There isn't one. Apart from from probably Brian Dottle, which... He's one guy I did mention I was sort of right about, and and I did pick him up. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has just been shit, and the, those those guys, although Lomax has kind of come off in the last few weeks, the yeah. Kurt Mann, Nofo, um, you know, Isaac Yo or Mansell and, and Lomax have just been the best all year. Mm-hmm. So it's just been impossible. Anyway, yeah, yeah uh, agreed. Okay. It's been awful. Anyone else? Have you watched Morgan Harper play? Sorry? Have you watched Morgan Harper play? So what are the Bulldogs doing? (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with them? Oh, you're good? Oh, okay. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Uh, Yeah, that's right. That's right. I really don't know. They're playing like Mickey Blue Eyes in the centres and Montoya. He's Ooh. retiring. Who? Um, oh, Mickey Blue Eyes, yeah. yeah Kurt Holland. Kurt Holland, he's retiring. He's that bad, he's retiring. And they've like, got this gun player, Morgan Harper, who's been rated for however many years, and I, he can't get a start. Yeah. I. So there are not that many players who got, you know, who were cows whilst we've been playing Supercoach and have since retired. <laughs> like, like there must be like only maybe five or six of them. I'm, I'm surprised. I remember, I remember when Kerrit Holland came onto the scene like it was yesterday. Yeah, he started very promisingly, didn't he? He did. He did. He was like the, the 45 point base guy. Yeah, because he used to kick goals and he was a good goal kicker. Yeah, he's actually like not the worst attacking player going around, but his defense is he's terrible. The, he's the worst defensive player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's. How about old mate? Justin Olam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, he's been yeah, playing really yeah. well recently. He's, yeah, like, his supercoach scores have not been amazing, but he's been, like, he just, he's he's a football player, Costa. He's a football player. He's a football player. <laughs> yes, yes, he um, is. Yeah, um, or like, Olam or Fox or, or someone like that for the Storm, I think. Yeah, Josh Adokar uh, could be one. Although, did, yeah, I think Pappenhausen not playing might hurt him just a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Um, of course, Joey Manu is is covering Teddy at fullback, uh, and when he did that last year covering Latrell, it was very, very good. That's true. That's true. And they're playing the Sharks, and the Sharks have been their defense has been awful. Yeah, they're playing the Sharks, and then next week they got South, so. I think that should be a sort of okay matchup for him too, even even with Teddy back. Um, he's had a bit of a quiet year, so maybe his his breakout game is yet to come in, in the last two games of the year. The only thing is, does he get a rest next week? Joey Minor. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He, he, <laughs> he's already having a rest. He's already having a like he, <laughs> you know, he, Like, he just, he just runs the line while, like, Teddy does a cutout to Beamos. 
That, sure. That's why he's not scoring because Teddy doesn't pass short. No, I'm being serious though. Like with the finals coming up, he could like Robert could be rotating, right? He's given a few guys a rest this week. Joe Manu and potentially like a BMOS could be guys to get rested next week. No, no, I, I honestly reckon like when they're talking about who to rest, they actually look at the data that they have and see how far, how much players run and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, Teddy, you're running like a marathon every game. You need a rest. Joe Manu's not running a marathon. Joe Manu's like yeah, okay. running a slow 200 meter. Yeah. No, Johnny Manu, Joey Manu is a good pick. What about BMOS? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a bit of a Hail Mary, but uh, so I see it. I used my last trade, as I said, to, to trade out uh, Kelly and bring in Katoni Staggs against the Titans, and I thought that was a great trade. And, yep. and I did that, used my last trade, didn't play Rapana, and Rapana mm-hmm. outscored Staggs by 40 points. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Whilst whilst we're mentioning mentioning the Roosters, so uh, Dan Tupu has a three round average of ninety seven. Yeah, that's true. He scored five tries in the last three games. So, uh, and that that shark, well, both both sharks' wings are pretty easy to score on. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I think he's a good option, but he's also six hundred thousand dollars. But you know, this is this is bizarro year where like you do spend money on the expensive centers. Yeah, it's two weeks to go. You may as well. Yeah, yeah I don't mind Dan Tupu. What about what about his mate that's that's giving him more of all? Who's that? Is that Josh Morris that you're talking about? No, Luke Keary. Oh, uh, aren't we past this already? Well, I mostly brought him up because I wanted to have a bitch because he scored okay. like 150 last week or whatever it was, and when he was in my team, he would score 20. Yeah, I still don't mind him as a little pot option if you're behind this week. Like, yeah, there's a there's a chance that he scores twenty, but there's also a chance that he scores well. Yeah, I hope the uh, hope the bunnies just roll over and let the dogs win. The bunnies have been oh the let, let the dogs win. Yeah, why would they do that? So the so the Broncos have a better chance of getting the spoon. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so the interesting thing is, if you're in the if you're in positions five to eight in the table here, you really kind of want to be fifth because it looks like you're probably going to face the Sharks, who are like I feel by far the worst team in the eight. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, there's, there's a there's a sizable drop off from seven to eight. Yeah, but you'd rather be fourth still, wouldn't you? Or you'd not? rather be fourth still, but like I don't think uh, from memory. Maybe the the fifth can't get the fourth. Uh, hang on, where was it? Oh yes, yes they can. Yeah, Ray, yeah, Raiders definitely can. Um, yeah, obviously you'd rather be fourth, but oh, uh, I don't know. Would you? Maybe not. Like, would you rather be fourth and play the Panthers or fifth and play the Sharks? Yeah, I guess if you're fourth and you play the Panthers, you you, you do have a chance to get a week off, and you definitely can't go out at least. Whereas yeah. if the Sharks. Have an amazing game, you could get bungled out. But yeah, I see your point. Would you sell SJ if you had him still? I do have him still, but I have no trades. Um, uh, maybe. I mean, there's so many outs this week that I'd probably be fixing other stuff. Like, I don't think it's a priority to get rid of him. 
um, if you're behind in a head-to-head and your opponent's got in, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a Luke Keery or a, who the other 5'8s? Brimson or someone like that could be a good option. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it if you're if you're behind in a head-to-head. If you're playing overall, I'd probably probably hang on to him. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe not play him next week. Yep. Look, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge anyone selling him at this point. Uh, so, All what right. about what about captaincy choices this week? Ah, okay. So, what do you got for me? Well, it, nothing that interesting. I think. Unless he's a laid out for any reason, it doesn't sound like he's going to be because I, I think he was in the captain's run. Nathan Cleary is my choice as captain. Straight up. I think straight up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Pong is a, a reasonable option as well, but I prefer Cleary. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to see if there's, if I can... There's not a great... Uh, oh, that's not bad, actually. BC Cleary or some other Panther and Captain Smith. Oh, yeah. I picked up Cameron Smith last week and that was a very nice trade. Yeah. Yeah, good game. Good time to get him in. Mm-hmm. Again, like, like I said, with those crash balls against the Tigers, I can see Smith scoring really well. So if you, yes. don't have, if you don't have Cameron Smith, I'd be pretty tempted to get him in. Again, some risk, you know, that he gets, that he gets rested next week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, if their position is sort of locked in. Mind you, mm-hmm. he had a, a lot of time off, so he might feel fresh. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, how did you fuck up this year, Costa? Oh. I mean, like, I've, I've bitched and moaned about centers a lot. So, so yeah, no Fluma. It yeah. reminded me... Not having no Luma this year was just me being stubborn in a lot of ways. And again, we talked about like when to zig and when not to zig. And um, you know, he was—he's like the second highest. Oh god, hang on, something badly stuck in my throat. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Is it a bachi? might be part of the bunchy, bit of hazelnut. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, so... Sorry, I'm just thinking of balls. <laughs> Italian balls. Um, yeah. Sorry, back to Nofo. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all season I was like, well, there's no point in getting Nofo Lumar because everyone's got him, everyone in the top 10's got him. I may as well, you know try and get someone else. He can't score that many tries all year, blah, 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 blah. And in the end, he's been like the second highest averaging player or something like that, or the second highest scoring player in yeah. the whole super coach. And when there's a guy that's that good, you've got to just get them in. You've got to swallow your pride, get them in and zig elsewhere. And that was my biggest mistake this year. Just, you've got to have the top five or six best players in your team. you just got to. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't willing to believe that he was one of them. Um, yeah, and all the all the sort of pod options I've tried to bring in have just been failures. So that was probably my biggest error. There's a few others, so, but yeah, that's a, that's the worst. So I'd love to see like just somebody write a thesis on Nofo's year this year. I, I think you and I talked about it 
privately last week. The Tigers are not having a particularly great year. They're they headed for another ninth or something like that. Like it's not it's it's not specifically productive um, from an uh, from an attacking perspective. He has always so he's one of the most consistent centers of the last decade. He's always been sort of you know top six or seven centers. Um, you know, yeah, in a position which, as you said earlier, is is very sort of up and down, right? And this year he started as the second most expensive center. And because we know it's it's such a volatile position, we tend not to spend money in that position um, because we're like, oh, well, the cheap players will make money quicker and the expensive players are going to have a couple of bad games and drop a couple hundred grand and we'll pick them up then. Uh, definitely, so Latrell was the most expensive center at the start of the year. And uh, as as you mentioned in the preseason, even Latrell last year had a period where he dropped, I think, close to 200 grand in the first uh, six or seven weeks of the season. And you could pick him up very cheaply. And he ended up being the best center in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nofo has not had that happen to him. He has been consistent. He, he didn't have, he did fall out of the sort of $600,000 range for for a brief period in the middle of the season, but didn't last that long. And so, so it's got me thinking: like, what has changed that has led to him to to increase his average from last year to this year? As an example, by fifteen points, fifteen points per game. Like, the only thing that I can think of. So, I, it's not like he's. It's, it's not like the, the ball player inside him improved dramatically. Like, he's had a combination of Benji and a couple of other guys. It's not like they brought in a great great ball player like, you know, like the Sharks have had, which has led to that right, right wing position at the Sharks being very lucrative. He hasn't had that. So I feel like the only change that could have affected him so majorly is actually departures. It's the departure of known ball hog Ryan Madison and also like closet ball hog Ethan Masters. I can't, like that's the only thing that, that's the only thing that can come to my mind because otherwise this entire NoFo season is inexplicable. So there's a few things. So actually, so there's probably something in the Madison thing. Like Madison, we've seen has been a disaster for for Burgo. Um, yeah. and, and he's sort of like he's a go-to guy, which makes him sort of both a ball hog, but also just a kind of, it's a place for the ball to go and die, Yeah, uh, which he doesn't have. Masters would compete with Nofo for dummy half runs, which Leilua doesn't really do because he's a lazy, lazy fat prick. Yeah. So he doesn't have that competition for the dummy half runs that, that he had when Masters was there, so that helps him. Mm-hmm. As we discussed the other day, offline, he's 26 years old. He, you can, you can tell just by looking at him that he's in the absolute prime of his career. He has had quite a few injuries mm-hmm. uh, in past years, and he's played some seasons sort of injured. And it doesn't take much in footy to go from sort of not breaking a tackle to breaking a tackle. Is my sure, but. 
but like there are so many other players out there that are bigger than him, play on better teams, faster than him. Like there should be guys averaging more than him. I don't understand just how how it's happening. I'm not sure that there's anyone around that's harder to tackle than him. Yeah. So so Mansour did the same thing like four or five years ago, right? Like yes. there's a stage and they're 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 if you look at their physiques, they're almost identical. They're both about six foot tall and like close to hundred kilos. Right. Um and both are just like little units and very hard to tackle and, and both have great fins and and that sort of thing, built low to the ground. Mm-hmm. And four or five years ago when Mansell was in the absolute prime of his career, and mm-hmm. he's also a very ball hungry guy with an offload. He had a season where he averaged like 75 or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and it, it's just like a lot of it he's created himself. Like you can't take that away from him. But at the same time, he's been lucky. Like he scored 15 tries or something. And that's not just because he's played well. He's just sort of been in the right place at the right time. He's taken a bunch of intercepts. Like, yeah, you know, Benji's laid on a bunch of tries for him. Yeah. Um, so there's like an element of luck there, but I think he's just in the prime of his career. And as I say, he's pulling through an extra couple of two or three tackles a, a game, getting an extra line break a game that he wasn't. Um, sure. But it, it, I, I appreciate that, but it still seems like the most unusual, like planetary alignment that I have ever seen uh, for a super coach player. Just like no, I like I just I actually disagree with that. Like it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. My, Mick Gordon had a season like that. Mick yeah. Gordon back at Penrith had a season where he was just like he looked massive. He was like just in peak physical condition, and he was yeah, twenty five runs a game and just scoring like eighty points a game. It does like it doesn't happen very often, but there's almost every season there's maybe one guy. Blake Ferguson, Jamal Idris, they, they've had, like, crazy seasons where they've done stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, I don't think so. Like, like Fergo's, Fergo's crazy season was because he was just the focal point of the attack of a very, very... I'm not talking team. about his Brewster's season. Are you talking about his Canberra season? I'm talking about his Canberra season. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Jamal Idris had a season... Was it for Penrith or the Gold Coast? One uh, of them. One of them where he was just yeah. incredible. Yeah, I don't know if they average eighty points a game, but they had big seasons. And it, it often, it usually doesn't last long, right? Like that peak physical right. condition can only last so long, where they're kind of stronger and fitter and faster than everyone else, and they come back to the pack. Like chances yeah. are that Nofo will be. You know, maybe he's got one more amazing season in him next year if he doesn't get injured, and then that's probably it. Yeah. These, these stars shine brightly and briefly. Yeah, yeah. Well... I agree with you that it doesn't happen often, but, I, yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, anyway, I my, my jaw has been on the ground for Nofo all year. He, like, he basically kicked me out of the finals. Uh, I was willing to bet against his incredibly tough run home this year and he just laughed in my face so yeah, it hasn't mattered yeah kudos to him but uh but yeah I, I i don't know i don't know what lessons i i will take from from the david no for Lu- uh experience of 2020 but 
I feel like in the off season, I'll, I'll think about it a lot more and and maybe use it to make some decisions next year. Well, it's the second time that a centre like that has torpedoed a season for me. And okay. the, the first time it happened was Semi Rajadra about mm-hmm. four or five years ago, where he just went on that run. Yep. And he got more and more expensive, and I expected him to come down, and he just mm-hmm. kind of nipped in. Yep. And I was, you know, I was kind of like, you know, no point in getting him now. He's really expensive, and he can't, can't sustain this run. And I was pick-headed about it then, and I was pick-headed about Nofo this year. So, yeah. But the, the funny thing is, I tried to do the same thing this year with BMOZ, right? Yes. I thought, oh, BMOZ is just amazing. You know, that Roosters team is incredible. Like, let's just spend whatever money he costs and get him in. Mm-hmm. And that went completely pear-shaped, so. Yep. Yeah. Oh. She's a well. she's a difficult beast. <laughs> What are the other big mistakes you reckon you've made this year? Nothing on that scale, probably. I, yeah, I don't think I made any mistakes on that scale. I've been generally happy. Oh, I think, I think not playing the safe options in the forwards. Uh, I, I, I said this a few weeks ago. I kept, I kept sort of chasing the more interesting forward options rather than just going with the safe, secure, clever types. Um, yeah. Until I got clever two weeks ago and he fell off cliff but yeah sure yeah sure but um but besides that i think I, i've been i've been quite good i think i managed uh i managed a sort of turbo teddy ponga fullback roulette thing very well i of course there was you know bef- there was my before Crichton and after after Crichton, my bc uh <laughs> Because you held uh, on to him for ages, right? No, 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 I'm talking about Stephen Crichton. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But yes, also Angus, I held on to him for, I think, through three or four weeks of injury. Right. Um, yeah. So maybe, and you know, I finished my season with four trades in hand. So there you go. There you go. I should have, I should have, you know, I should have probably spent at least a couple of those. So uh, yeah. I, I think I think I played okay, um, particularly in the backs. Um, I don't think I managed my forwards very well, and I think I made one. I think I made two glaring errors, which cost me uh, considerably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, my errors this year were sort of you can count them on one hand mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I haven't had the worst season. I'm still coming. That's four thousand. How, how it is though, right? Well, sometimes, yeah, maybe maybe that's how it is. Sometimes I feel like I've just like completely bogged things up. Mm-hmm. Whereas this year, I do think it was like Luke Keery, you know, I would very rarely make a decision like that. Like his base is so low. Uh, and I, I'm not the sort of guy to pick a guy with base that low, but I got really carried away with how the Roosters looked in the middle of the season and I got him just when they kind of fell off that cliff. Yep. Um, so that's a good lesson, I guess. Um, yeah, apart from that, I mean, we talked about the centres just not working out, and there's not that much you can do about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I managed to pull backs really well. I got in Pappenhausen at some really good times. Mm-hmm. That worked out pretty well. Um, all my forwards I've pretty much been quite happy with. The captaincy, I've actually, the, the probably the other thing that's gone badly is captaincy. 
haven't yes. really managed to nail the captaincy very much. I got on Teddy a couple of times when he when he had his big scores, but pretty much everyone did. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been able to nail a really big score of someone when they uh, when they weren't really popularly owned, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I mean, it was really interesting this year because at the start of the season, I said, oh, I'm going to pick who I think my best player is and captain him every week. And mm-hmm. I thought that would be Payne Haas. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the averages, like Teddy, potentially Ponga, Cleary, even Nofo have been way ahead of anyone else. It, it, all yes. backs have been way ahead of anyone in the forwards. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. It's, it feels very difficult to kind of pick a back every week. Um, mm. Even Teddy's been somewhat inconsistent. Yeah. So, so you know, doing that, like, I mean, you would have had a great season if you just picked Teddy every week, that he, at least every week that he played. Yes. Because um, he would have got an average of whatever he, his average, 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I guess there's that, but. Yeah, it's been a lot harder with with the backs being the highest averaging players. You basically have to play captain roulette. You do, you do. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm surprised we didn't ha- have more loops this year as a result of that. But yeah, it's hard to make the loop work, isn't it? It's really hard to make the loop work. And I haven't really had, apart from maybe one week, I haven't really had a vice captain really come off. Mm-hmm. Can I just? Uh, can I just? Make a shout out to our old friend Big Dick Dave, formerly known as Big Dick Dave, and now just known as Big Dave. Yeah, well, you should put the dick back in because he's fallen down to forty seconds position now. Um, so it looks like he might be out of the running unless he has a couple of massive weeks. But yeah, I just wanted to show my respect. <laughs> he, he was the, he was he like because he, he was. Up there for a very long time. It pretty much all went downhill for him after he dropped the dick. Yeah, more or less. I actually remember, like, without, without you know, criticising, I remember looking at his team and thinking, for the guy that's coming first, his team's pretty thin. Okay. Um, in terms of depth, like, he had a lot of guys, like, non-starters already, kind of halfway through the year. Yep. So maybe that came back to bite him. Yep. Louis low too early, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That, that's that, that's why yeah exactly that's why he's lost his big dick yeah that's fine. do you reckon anyone knows what we're talking about probably not <laughs> yeah this, this is the point where i'm glad that my partner only listens to the to the intro music right the, uh, right but that's 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 consistent like i only uh, i can only ever keep her entertained for 20 seconds anyway so <laughs> Yeah, um, you know what? So you know what what red zone is in NFL, right? Yeah, I, I'm not talking about the program. I'm talking about like the actual red zone area. Oh right, yeah, okay. So I'd love to see. I don't know if the statistics for this in in the NRL, but I would love to see how many times particular players handle the ball within the within like the attacking twenty meter zone. Um, I'm I'm just going back to the sort of nofo thing just I'd, I'd like to see whether that has particularly increased for him this year or there's or definitely been a couple of games i've noticed where benji has just looked for him inside the 20 yeah 
Yeah. Like he's whatever whether it's a kick or a pass or whatever, he's just like he's beelines towards no vote. Yeah. Like like just even looking at that kind of stuff statistically, like for example, last year, how many times within that 20, 20 meter zone would you know Benji, for example, go short to Mato or over to Esan or cut out to Nofo? And you know, what are those statistics this year? I just like I'd love to see more data of that of that sort, but you know, it's you know a, what I was uh, I was talking to our friend Jackson about. Yep. Um, who's a he's actually a rugby league writer for the ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the statistics he looks at statistics, uh, rugby league statistics a lot, and one of okay. the things I asked him to have a look at, and I'm not sure if he ever got around to it, is the I guess some sort of relationship between attacking uh, stats or tries scored mm-hmm. and the distance and speed of the first two passes in any play. Okay. So, like, so many tries I see scored when there's, like, a long, crisp pass from dummy half mm-hmm. and then a second long, crisp pass from the half to the either the next half or the, the next player. Yep. Like, it just opens up the field uh, mm. so quickly. Like, Harry mm-hmm. Grant, some of Harry Grant's balls from dummy half are just beautiful things to watch. Yeah. Um, Damien Cook's the same. Yeah. Um, and it just, like, you just see the defense, like, can't deal with it. If you have two of those passes together that are both long and crisp, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. You just you just create the automatic overlap. Pretty much. Or what? what like not just an overlap, it's just the hard for the defense one way or another. To, whether it's a sort of through the line or around the line, it just mm-hmm. creates problems. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I feel like I actually feel like even though it's a it's a hundred year old sport, um, rugby league is kind of growing out of its puberty phase right now, and I think it's going to be an exciting sort of decade or two ahead. It's interesting. I definitely think there's a there's, we've talked about this before. There's a huge there's a huge amount of room for data analysis in rugby league that that it's hasn't happened. been kind of yeah. done yeah. and could really revolutionise the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe an off season project. Costa. That's right. That's right. Uh, All right. Thanks very much. Uh, awesome. And hopefully we'll speak next week. And yeah, look, uh, good luck to everybody who is playing their semis this week. Um, and don't listen to us because clearly no. we're wrong about everything. And never, ever pick Josh Maguire in your fantasy team. Don't. No, don't do that. All right. See ya. Yeah. Bye.